Welcome. Thanks for coming to worship today. I'm Bryce Feitner, pastor of this church. We're glad you're here. If you're in the room and you have a prayer request or any kind of a need, you can use the comment section in these offering envelopes. And if I can pray for you or help you in any way, I would love to do so. If you're watching online, we're glad you're watching as well. You can send us an electronic message if there's something we can do for you. Today is a very special day. It is, of course, Palm or Passion Sunday, but during the worship service today, you'll see things look a little different, and you'll see the order of worship is a little different. We're going to have a Passion Play, the Living Last Supper, and those disciples, actors, are downstairs now getting dressed and getting makeup on, and uh, it's going to be a moving play, but here's something they don't know. So this is a secret between me and you, okay? We're going to do a little Academy Awards as part of this. And uh, we'll give the awards next week at the beginning of service. And so as you're watching the play, I want you to vote for the best actor, the best makeup, the best hair. You'll see what I mean by that in a minute. And there's no making fun of bald people. And there's no slapping. Uh, we're, not, we're not that kind of Academy Awards. But I want, you to, I want you to vote. And so you can use these envelopes if you're in the room and vote for any best of, best actor, whatever you think is the best of up here. Or you can send it in electronically by email this week, and we'll give out those Academy Awards next week at the beginning of our Easter service. So speaking of this coming week, this holy week, uh, it's a great way to start it with this Passion Play, but Good Friday, we have a service here as well at 7 o'clock. That will be a very moving service, reading the Passion of Christ in the Gospel of Mark, and I think you will be moved by that. I know you will be, so I hope you can be here for Good Friday, 7 o'clock, right here. And then Easter morning, we have a lot of stuff happening. So at 8.30, we're going to have an early service which will be a simple service, Testimonies to the Resurrection. So we'll have some special music, and we have three people that will share their testimonies as to why they know Jesus is alive in their life. And I know you will be moved by those testimonies. So that's at 8.30. Then beginning at 9 o'clock, we'll have a Easter breakfast downstairs. And uh, that's going to be awesome. It always is. And then at 9.30, we'll have a... Easter egg hunt for the young people, and then at 10 o'clock we'll have our 10 o'clock Easter worship. So that's going to be a very special Sunday. To gracious and holy God, we ask your blessing upon this service. We ask your blessing upon each and everyone here. Give them the grace that they need to understand and to accept your incredible gift of communion. We ask that you'll send your spirit into this bread and into this juice so that as we receive it, we will be receiving the very body and the very blood of Jesus Christ so that we can be your presence in this world. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. When I sent you out to prepare for this Passover feast, I told you my time is at hand. I have looked forward to this hour with deep longing, anxious, to share this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I will not eat it again until what it represents occurs in the kingdom of God. 
I tell you the truth, one of you is going to betray me. Is it I?
after meeting Jesus. or his brother My name is James, but since I'm smaller than the rest of my companions, they call me James the Lesser. Me and Thaddeus are brothers. The first time I encountered Jesus was when he was getting baptized at the Jordan River. Um, Jesus asked to be baptized, and the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit descended as a dove. And the Lord said, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. Ever since that day, Jesus called me to be his disciple, and I have followed him without expectations, unconditionally. I have always tried to be the best disciple that I can be, and I've tried to learn as much about Jesus and his Father who sent him as I can. Whoever is going to betray him is mad. Um, but I'm afraid it might be me. Is it I? Is it I? My real name is Judas, Judas Labius, but to lessen confusion with Judas Iscariot, I am called Thaddeus. <clears throat> I well remember I well remember meeting Jesus Christ 
commissioned us to go forth and to say that the time of the kingdom of God was upon us. He told us to be as wise as a serpent, but as, as innocent as doves, because he was sending us forth as, as a lamb amongst among wolves. He, he made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem and I was sure that he would ascend to the throne of David. But he has just spoken some troublesome words. I suddenly see him astride his donkey, not as a king, but as a lamb among the wolves. We have this Passover feast in secrecy, and we were told to look for a man carrying a pitcher to know the place. I fear for our safety. <clears throat> and now Jesus has said that someone among us will betray him. Is it I? Is it I? Simon Peter. I'm not a gifted man. I just try to do my best to serve the Lord. Others here call me the bringer. I guess because my talent lies in bringing others to Jesus. I brought Peter, my brother, to Jesus, and with great satisfaction, I witnessed the glorious transformation of his life. I found that young man, that young lad, who brought the five loaves and two fish, that day when Jesus performed that miraculous miracle of feeding the 5,000. What a miracle. Such love and compassion the Master has for everyone. I'm, I've been really close to the Master, but certainly not one of the inner circle. I didn't want to be. All I want to do is just follow him, bring others to Jesus, and let them know that he is truly the Son of God. What, what gift, what better gift could, could afford a simple fisherman as I than to be the 
companion and friend of Jesus. And now, one of his friends is going to betray him. Simply unbelievable. Who could it be? Could it be Andrew the bringer that's going to bring down his Lord? Is it I? Is it I? My surname is Levi, but you know me as Matthew, the tax collector. Because of my profession, I have never known true friendship or love. And then one day, a shadow fell across my collecting table, and I looked up into the face of the master I saw in those eyes a compassion I had never seen in any man. And believe me, and believe me, I know. And trust me, I have looked into the eyes of many men as they paid their due to the government. Follow me was all Jesus said. I left my table and my life as a tax collector behind and followed him. It was the best bargain of my life. Since then I have followed Jesus and I have tried to understand his mission by studying how his life fulfills the word of the prophets who foretold his coming. I have tried to write down the exact words the master has spoken. I have exchanged my publican wretchedness for the dignity of discipleship. I no longer collect taxes or make change Instead, I change sinners into saints. Jesus has shown me the way, the truth, and the life. And even as I try to write down the gospel, the good news of his coming, he tells us bad news. One of his most trusted followers is to betray him. Does he suspect me because I was once a tax collector? Is it I? Is it I? Is it I? I am Judas Iscariot. No, I'm not who you think I am. In fact, I'm the most trusted member of the master's group. I suppose Jesus chose me because I'm a revolutionary. And Jesus is a revolutionary. He's the Messiah. He's going to overthrow the Roman government. And 
all of us are going to rule with him when he does. And when that happens, I'm going to be the most powerful one of the group because I control the purse strings. True, I dole out these resources very tightly at this point because we're going to need them one day to usher in the kingdom of God here on this earth to follow the Messiah. And true, I have disagreed with the others, even the master himself, like when Mary wasted that expensive oil anointing his feet. That could have been sold for many pieces of silver, which could have been used to usher in the kingdom. And well, Jesus has shown some signs of weakness. I know he has to appeal to the downtrodden and the poor. I understand that. But he needs a little nudge to fulfill his mission here on earth. That's why I have these 30 pieces of silver. And now he speaks of a betrayer among this group. Maybe Peter. Maybe those hotheads, James and John, but not me. I know my place. I'll be quietly working behind the scenes, manipulating things to bring about that Messiah kingdom. No, I am the hero at this table. I'm not the betrayer. But I'll play along with them. Perhaps I'll even ask myself, is it I? Is it I? My name is Philip, and I came from Bethsheba in Galilee. Jesus called me to follow him one day while I was listening to the preachings of John the Baptist. I was the fourth disciple chosen and I brought my best friend, Nathaniel, to meet with the master. During the years of fellowship with Jesus, I have grown, my faith in God has grown. When he fed the 5,000, I asked, where are we going to buy bread to feed 5,000 people? I discovered that our vision and power is so limited until the master comes through us to reach the world with his love and compassion. Because I know the Greek language so well, they sometimes call me the Greek, and I brought my Greek friends to speak with the master. Through these encounters, I have grown to understand the Master's words. In fact, I am convinced that he who has seen Jesus has also seen the Father. He shocks us by saying there's a betrayer in our midst. Does the traitor not know that in betraying Jesus, he is also betraying the Father? Who can it be? Can it be Philip? Is it I? Is it I?
fishing one day when Jesus walked by and said, follow me, I'll make you a fisher of men. We left our nets and we followed him. And he gave me the name Peter, meaning the rock. When I confessed him as the Christ, son of the living God, he said, on this rock I will build my church. Strange that he would choose me, a hot-headed fisherman with a runaway tongue. Maybe it's my faith. It's strong. Even when I saw Jesus walking on the water, and I tried to go to him. Sure, I lost my confidence, began to sink, but my faith is unshakable. Until now. Tonight, when I promised to follow him anywhere, he warned me that before the cock crowed twice, I would deny him three times. He prayed for me because he said Satan wanted to sift me like the wheat. Will I deny him tonight before the rooster crows? Will he deny me? Will he crow close the doors of the kingdom to me? Am I this betrayer's dupe, says? If I knew who the scoundrel was, I would pierce him in the heart. But what if it was my own heart that I had to pierce? Am I the one? Is it I? I have been given the nickname Doubting Thomas by those that are close to me. When I was a fisherman with Simon and Peter, and the Lord called me to follow him, I have always been very cautious. I have always been very certain before I believe. I need proof. When Mary and Martha came to us and said that their brother Lazarus was dead. And Jesus spoke up and he said, I must go to him. The other apostles were extremely frightened and many of them wanted to hide. It was I that spoke up and said, we must go with him. If, his, if he is to die, we will die with him. Let us also go with him then. Why do people overlook my daring, but they remember my doubting? They remember my questions, but they don't remember my aspirations and my belief. Jesus' enemies are determined to destroy him. Why? because he has revealed to us a greater God, a more magnificent God than what we have known before. And many of his enemies are in belief of these artificial deities that they have come enshrined on their hearts. We must continue to support and allow him to bring God to the rest of our hearts. But even having said that, Jesus has brought doubt into our hearts and especially mine. And I wonder, is he blaming me for lack of faith? Is he blaming me for lack of understanding? 
and making it very doubtful. Is it I? Is it I? I remember the first time Jesus called to me. John, Brother James and I were mending our nets on our father's boat when Jesus told him to follow him. We were excited, we dropped everything and followed him. Since that time, I have tried to understand Jesus through his love, something very hard for a man like my spirit to do, but the love of the master has changed me, and now he calls me the beloved disciple. Jesus once said, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. Now this is true, sacrificial love, he has given so, so much for us, and like the good shepherd, he protects us and loves. Someday, I want to share with the world about our good shepherd, so that they will believe that he is Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, they may have eternal life, for he said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and that they follow me. And now he has said one of us will betray him. Can a sheep betray his own shepherd? Is there a wolf in the fold? Surely it is not my brother or Peter or Andrew. Could it be John, beloved disciple? Is it I? Is it I? I am James, the brother of John, and we are often referred to as the Sons of Thunder. We were, I was a fisherman with my father Zebedee and was honored when Jesus wanted me as his disciple. I watched as he healed Peter's mother-in-law of her fever and later as he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. But the most astonishing event occurred on the Mount of Transfiguration where we saw Jesus talking to, to Moses and Elijah. Our mother urged us to petition Jesus to allow us to sit on either side of her in his kingdom. Jesus replied, you do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink? that I am to drink, or are you baptized with baptism, which I am baptized? He reminded us that he who is the first one must be servant of all. He demonstrated this by washing our feet. I've always tried to represent the highest Christian quality, love. And now he who taught us love is to be betrayed by one whom he loved? Who could it be? Why should one of us do such, such a thing? Is it I? Is it I? Master, I am sick at heart. I must know. Is it I? The one who dips his bread in the bowl with me is the one that will betray me this night.
you are about to do, do quickly. You have stayed with me throughout my trials. And just as my Father has given me the right to rule, I also make this agreement with you. You will eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And you will sit on the thrones to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. I have so much waited so long to eat this meal with you. And we have so many memories to share. This bread is given to you. Do this in memory of me. This is my blood, which seals God's covenant. My blood poured out for you for the remission of sins. For I will not drink this wine until I drink the new wine in my Father's kingdom. Drink ye all of it. Is it I? 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 Those are powerful words, aren't they? We have consecrated these communion elements at the beginning of the service. You heard the words of institution as part of the play today, but I have not allowed you a moment to examine yourself, to prepare to receive this great gift of communion. And so, I've prepared a little litany for you to examine yourself using the key phrase from this play today, Is It I? And I invite you to say the bold lines with me, and we actually start out with the bold line. Say it with me. Is it I, Lord? While the disciples were at the Lord's table eating, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. One by one, the disciples asked Jesus. Jesus replied, it is the one who dips bread into the cup with me. We all dip bread into the cup with Jesus during the Lord's Supper, every one of us. 
Before we do so, we must ask ourselves, I now give you a time of silent confession where you can prepare your hearts in your own way. And the people of God prayed using the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Hear now these words of assurance that you are indeed forgiven. Christ has come to save us. We will give our thanks to God who comes to bring us grace, hope, and life.
filled with the very presence of Jesus Christ. Let's stand and sing about it in this sending song. Amazing grace. My chains are gone. Oh 
Peace. Christ goes with you. Amen.